0: Welcome to Material, a show about Google, Android and everything in between. My name is Russell Ivanovich, and I'm lucky to be joined by two amazing co-hosts today. So we have Yasmin Evian and Andy Anatko. Hey, you two. Hey, Russell. Howdy. <laughs> so to... I guess this is our first show, so we should maybe give the listeners a little bit of background. Um, let's pretend like yes, who are you, Russell?
1: I mean, we—I I answered the Craigslist ad. <laughs> uh, your, your photo looked okay. The profile—I don't. I'm not sure if you're six foot four uh, and those abs. You, for someone who works in tech, I, I'm sure that's exactly. How you, but I, I just don't know much about you. Well,
0: Russell. look, that, that's why I chose this to be an audio podcast because I figure everything I said was true in the ad. And it's easy to verify, you know, over audio. You can tell exactly from my voice, you know, how tall I am. You know, how, I don't want to brag, but you know, how much I've been working out and, uh, you know, how long I spend doing various routines. So let's pretend for a second, though, that uh, the listeners have never heard of any of us. So maybe we should just tell them a little bit about ourselves.
1: I I find that unlikely. I've (laughs) I've got a pretty big ego, but even I find that unlikely.
0: (laughs) You never know. You never know. I'm Russell. So for those of you that haven't heard of me, I work at a small company in Australia, you can probably tell by the accent, called Shifty Jelly. And we've made mobile apps, I think, for about five or six years now. So we make one called Pocket Weather Australia, which no one outside of Australia has heard of, and the other big one being uh Pocket Casts, which maybe maybe we can have a bit of a you know, inception moment here. Maybe a few of you, you know, are there in the car or on the bus or maybe even jogging like I love to do. And you're listening in Pocket Cast right now. You know, we won't judge you if you're not, but it's pretty awesome if you are.
1: That's cool. How much do each of us get every time you say Pocket Cast? <laughs> do, do I get money every time I say Pocket Cast,
0: Pocket Cast, Pocket oh, Cast, Pocket Oh, no. goes the entire Pocket Cast did, I,
1: did I just get myself a stainless steel band for the new Apple Watch? <laughs> we can, um, if we can get up to enough shows, Pocket we can work
0: right up there to the edition watch. Pocket Why, why not aim for the stars, Andy? Pocket <laughs> What about you, Yasmin? I've been practicing your name all morning in front of the mirror, um, which is very weird, let me tell you. I think my mirror Did you materialize the third time? What have I gotten I, myself I, into?
2: I woke up and I was like, where am I, Russell? Why am I in your house? This is really weird. Please send me back home.
0: <laughs> and then I, I had to put on a pair of red shoes and I had to click my heels, but luckily it all worked out. So you're, you're back where you are now. You know, you're not in the mirror anymore. So tell us a bit about yourself.
2: So, my name is Yasmin Evian. I am a designer and front-end developer based out of Phoenix, Arizona. I'm passionate about diversity and tech. I am a mother to a little girl, uh, three chickens, and a dog. And uh, oh, Three chickens? Three chickens, yeah. The, those belong to my husband. I came home one day and there were chickens in my house. <laughs> <Or> not, <laughs> not in my house, but my backyard.
1: The presence of the dog provokes me to ask, were there once more than three chickens?
2: <laughs> yes, there were more than three chickens, but not.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry I asked <laughs> no. now. Okay, well.
2: <laughs> but the dog.
1: <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought we'd all have a good laugh over that. And, and no, now I just I'm just going to cry about We're, about we're it, only so five please. minutes in and we've already had our first death. Well, uh, capital, Andy, simply capital.
2: The dog did not kill the chickens. Just putting it out there. <laughs> okay. um, he I, just actually, loved them too much. Yeah, actually, the chickens will—we have the chickens, like, in a little fenced-in area, so they're away from the dog. But uh, sometimes we'll let them out into the backyard, and the chickens will actually get really close to the dog and peck her. Um, And she just kind of sits there and is, like, looking at him, like, what did you do, you know? So it's—yeah, they're, like, best friends, you know? Uh, So hopefully you won't hear the chickens uh, in this uh, audio podcast. But um, anyways— Andy, tell us a little bit about yourself who are you andy uh,
1: well i i will I will get into that i 'm taking a couple of notes because I already have an idea for our first t shirt It will be a line of six chickens <laughs> in the six Google colors <laughs> of the letters one, two, three, four five six because if we don 't if we don 't start the merchandising ball rolling i don't know i don't know how long it takes for those silk screeners to get in from Hong Kong or whatever. Uh, but sp- uh, speaking of the Google logo, I uh, uh, I've had a long professional relationship. Uh, uh, I was one of the co-designers of the Google logo. Um, if you notice that the second G is the same color blue as the first G, that was my that was my baby. I fought for that. Genius! Uh, I'm genius. glad that my point of view prevailed. Yeah, it's, it, well, exactly. Because right now, if you imagine this in orange, which is what Brad wanted it to be, in sanity am i right it just makes no sense and brad was like i don't know if you know him, but he's like the first person to come back at but if the two g's are the same color don't the two o's don't they have to be the same color and that's when everybody in the room knew you know what brad is not going to be here in a year from now yeah <laughs> uh, he 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 just shot himself right in the foot there i mean some people they just don't get it yeah it's sad. I mean, it, it's takes a, very, it takes a very lot not, not to sad. appear
0: in Wikipedia, but Brad is completely missing from the Wikipedia entry on Google, and that's that's what happens. You know, you make the wrong choices. Better,
1: and- better for Brad because you put some people like that on a stage and they're just going to make fools of themselves. So Some some people are very much back office. They're, you want to tell them how many photocopies need to be made and what offices need to get what copies. And then they're the people who can be trusted to choose the font for that memo that Brad photocopies. Now, I'm not the person who's responsible or knowledgeable enough to decide what goes into the memo, but I'm certainly above Brad. <laughs> I think we all agree that. Now, if you wanted a lo- non-liar answer, uh, I'm actually a technology columnist for the Chicago Sun Times. I've been writing there uh, for the past 15 years. Uh, I have uh, been also very, very closely tied into the Apple, uh, Mac OS, and iOS communities for, gosh, since like I was a teenager since like, Mid 1980s as a columnist for MacWorld magazine for just decades and decades. Uh, I've been actually make myself feeling very very old. I've been a columnist on technology of some kind on a weekly or monthly basis uninterrupted since probably like 1990. Uh, But I'm still very fresh and young in my thinking. Uh, As you can tell, uh, this isn't a video podcast, but uh, I'm wearing my baseball cap with the bill turned thusly, slightly (laughs) uh, askew to the side. And I'm also wearing a hooded uh, knit top, Uh, a hooded knit top, which uh, I'm informed uh, certainly indicates a certain youthful approach and a certain je ne sais quoi Uh, to the way that uh, uh, the kids today. So the the fact that uh, I am deep uh, into my 40s doesn't mean that I should be replaced by somebody younger or more knowledgeable than I. As has been proved, uh, for instance, during the Apple keynote, uh, you can be really, really (laughs) old executives so long as you have the hooded sweatshirt (laughs) and a baseball cap tilted thusly pretty much you're going to pass. So, I think it's uh, the
2: dance I'm skills. Very excited
1: about this. A little bit of a
0: dance routine as well. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I think the dance skills are <laughs> the most important thing about tech. I think every company needs to do that. You know, it's, you're applying for a job. Uh, you need to show us some moves before you get up there.
1: No foxtrot, no Firefox, am I right?
0: <laughs> and, th- and they say that the hood, you know, takes 20 years. So you, you slip a hoodie on, suddenly 20 years younger.
1: Also, magically covers up your bald spot. And so no more trips to the hair club for men, for you tanning salon uh, still you're still be spray tanning but it's a it's it's a young person's game so I'm just very very thrilled that uh, I'm still considered to be part of that uh, that milieu as it were speaking of milieux uh, let's uh, this is episode number 1 uh maybe we should put four zeros in front of it to say zero, 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 00001 ambition because I'm sure this is going to be the first one of many uh and uh, I'm uh, our fear might be, as we're talking about uh, what the what we're going to be talking about, what the show is going to be about, is that a lot of people might think that this is going to be an Android podcast. This is a sort of you know boot camp, color war, iOS versus Android thing. Nothing could be further from the truth uh, because this is a podcast about Google. Uh, we take our name from Material, uh, which is the name of Material Design, which is their design aesthetic that uh, Google has been applying to every single one of their products from their uh, mobile phone apps to their, tab- uh, to their tablet apps to their online apps to their music service to pretty much everything. And that's kind of expresses what we're kind of up to here uh, because this isn't about any one platform. This is about this one ecosystem, this one company really that we all kind of are – we're, we're scurrying a little bit because we don't want Google to know our names oddly enough because once they know our names, then they can target us and kill us uh I mean it's 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 a it's a good I mean it's a good <laughs> topic for What for, did you guys get me into? Good, for, for oh my fun.
2: gosh.
1: <laughs> oh well you're in now. You're you're, you're, you're uh I mean as, as far as we're concerned Google is like it's like like pick any country that has a huge number of people in it like you know India China Canada the United States I mean, lots of us, we either live in Google products or services full-time as full-time residents. Some of us maintain a sort of dual residency between Google services and operating systems and Apple stuff and Microsoft stuff. Almost all of it. All of us are going to be visiting Google from time to time, whether we have a Gmail account or whether we do a project that involves Google Docs, you know, or in the form of like that one service that makes just total wonderful sense for us. I mean, they're nice alternatives to Google Maps, but There is a, I think all of us who might use Apple Maps or might use Nokia's uh, here system, we use it until that time where it fails, in which we say, yeah, maps.google.com. Maybe that will help out here. Um, and even if somehow we were living in a cabin in the woods without any access to the internet, uh, we're still sharing a planet with Google and we can't help by influ- but be influenced by its presence in one way or another. So what we're getting at is that until it's finally revealed that Google is in fact just a huge alien global experiment in human conditioning and they finally run out of grant money and they have to pull up stakes and, and everything and go back to their home planet, this show we think will probably be relevant to your interests, dear listener.
0: Yeah, I mean most definitely.
1: Are there any any, any proposals, amendments, uh, points of debate, or do we proceed to
0: ratification? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. <laughs> well, I don't know how you do it in the US, but in Australia, that's motion passed. You only actually need three people.
2: Uh,
1: well, there's there's usually some money involved, but uh, we'll figure that out later on. Pocket casts. Uh, but so... <laughs> So we we'll, we'll be talk we'll be addressing a whole bunch of different topics. I've um now on on Slack last week I was the person who at least three times said that we need uh to spend uh, at least an entire episode talking about the internship, you know, from uh, that movie with Owen Wilson and Vince Fogg. I still think I need to work we don't have a quorum on that. So listeners, you might be able to look forward to that. I, I will still be working on your behalf uh until then uh, we just thought we'd uh, talk about certain things that kind of will unite us, like our first phones. Like our, uh, uh, Jasmine, uh, what was your first phone? Like not, not even necessarily your first smartphone, but the first thing that you could talk into and hear things back, and it was your phone number and was connected to a cell phone. Huh.
2: See, I was thinking about that, and I'm trying to remember what exactly was my first phone. Uh, my family ran like a pager. Do you remember pagers? No. <laughs> and cell phone uh, oh, company. Yeah. And so I remember seeing the Nokia, uh, the one, you know, you can play Snake on uh, pretty often in our house. Um, but I don't think that was my first phone. Um, I I can't remember exactly which one was my first phone. I, I remember like one of my first favorite phones. It was this uh, this silver, I don't even remember who the, who the maker was, but it had an MP3 player. And being a kid in middle school, you know of course it had the mp3 player so it was it was perfect. Uh, but my first smartphone uh, was the Sprint Mogul. It was running a Windows Mobile 6 professional and my friends called it the hamburger phone because it was so thick. Um, and actually I was using Google Photos uh, to see kind of past pictures and I clicked on a, on uh, you know the search and I clicked on my husband. And so I had all the pictures of my husband since, you know, we were married and uh, when we were dating and on my, one of my birthdays, the, I saw the phone on the, on the table of where we were having dinner and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that phone. The, it was, <laughs> and I looked at it and I go, it's, it was pretty thick. <laughs> it had, you know, the slide out keyboard. Cause at that time I was like, no, I need the keyboard. I can't get rid of the keyboard. So for a while I, I held on to the keyboard. What, what about you, Andy? What was your first uh, phone?
1: Um, it was I, I, the the first one was your basic piece of junk LCD phone that you get uh, with your contract. I was I was with I've been at I've been with AT and T so long that I was with AT and T when they were AT and T the first time. Uh, the first one that was actually kind of meaningful, it would be um, Apple had a big keynote in which they were talking. They they finally came up with. Uh, with iSync, which was their big operating system level sort of thing that lets you sync contacts and stuff between devices, and that's when I talked myself into buying a Sony Ericsson Bluetooth phone, uh, with its swapping 160 by 120 pixel mm. camera. But the big deal was that oh my god, you can actually move contacts from the from the from your address book to this without finding a cable. Men from Mars have landed. Uh, lock up the livestock. Uh, but the uh the more fun one was uh, a, a few years later, uh, HTC came out with uh, a, a flip phone that I just absolutely loved. It was, uh, uh, I think it's called the Q-Tech. It was, uh, the, the code name was the Star Trek phone uh, because it ran, win- it ran Windows phone uh, and it was a flip phone that didn't, it, it kind of echoed what a Star Trek uh, first generation communicator looked like without kind of belaboring the point. But it ran Windows Phone, and there were a whole bunch of like mini web services that every single information distributor was uh, was working on that made that made it work with it. Had like the five button D pad sort of clicky interface, which made it so easy to just simply hold it with one hand, and you felt so urbane and sophisticated, like you're constantly like lighting a cigarette or something <laughs> with it, with a with a Cartier <laughs> lighter. Uh, and and there was and even to this day, I, I, I that was of course the last flip phone I ever used, but. Wasn't there something so satisfying with "I said good day, sir"? As says, you fold it back and click, and then put it in your pocket with an air of disdain about it. Uh, and and I've had that for about a year and a half before the first iPhone came out, and that's when uh, I was I was lost for for the for the next uh, for the next five or six or seven years because once you once you use the iPhone for the first time, and I I was I I was privileged enough that I got to use one like an hour after the keynote. Uh, And that's when I knew that okay, I was was like a little briefing one-on-one, and with a device that I didn't did not yet know was worked fine. So long as you don't activate any of the radios, Uh, (laughs) and just after seeing this multi-touch thing that I figured out like in ten seconds and how to use, it was like this is good. I like my Star Trek phone, but I'm (laughs) glad that I didn't. I I got. I I will not get this sidetracked all the time, but there was a I, – I remember being really mad at, uh, at AT&T at the time because uh, when I got the Star Trek phone, I, I switched my SIM from the old phone to the new one. I could not get the internet working. I couldn't get any digital anything working on it. And then so finally after like two hours worth of phone tag, I finally got connected to an actual engineer at what was then called Singular – and he told me that after walking me through a whole bunch of stuff and recognizing that I kind of knew what I was talking about, he like had me do an unlock code and do this, that, the other. Oh, the, the problem is that you've got a sixteen megabyte SIM card. You need at least a sixty-four megabyte SIM card. Just go back to the singular store and they'll swap out a SIM card. And so I, I did that, and they would not swap me a SIM card without adding a year to my contract. Uh... And at that point, I was off contract, and I was so righteously steamed. And I was like, I've been a customer of this company for the past eight years, and you have no, you're, you're telling you there is no technical reason why you need to put me on a contract simply to sw- swap me out an old SIM card for a new one. You're just doing this to stick with. And I really, and I, 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 I drop the nuclear bomb, which was not profanity-laden, but it was the sort of thing where you, you hope that it makes a big impression, but of course it's not because you're not talking to the CEO. It's like, you are really willing to lose a customer of seven to eight years who's been paying his bills on time every month over this silly, silly issue. You're really willing to do that, are you? And fortunately, I could, you know, again, shut the phone and click and give. <laughs> And then, but at, at that at that point, the iPhone was rumored. We knew that it was coming, and I also heavily believed that AT and T was going to get the exclusive contract for it. And so I said, "Well, Andy, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be using this service for at least a year anyway. Like, do you do you really like do you really want to do you really want to hurt yourself that badly just to have ten seconds worth of satisfaction?" And so I had to. say, Yes, you're fine. Add a, add a year to my contract because I can't do anything against this. Uh, but yeah, it's this is why I'm hoping we won't spend like every single show talking about phones because isn't discussing about phones and carriers a story of pain? This is the book of Job with an <laughs> 800 number.
0: It's funny how similar the carrier situation is. So in Australia, we have um, a major carrier that used to be government owned called Telstra. And they're pretty much the AT&T. You know, they have the the giant sort of network. They They know they have you. And they know that generally you're not going to go to the other carriers and so they can just do whatever they want. So it's it's funny. I went through a a similar arc to to Andy, I think. My very first phone, I want to say, was in university. I had one of the Sony Ericsson ones with a two-line LCD display, not one line. There was two lines on it. it had a big fat antenna. Upper and lowercase? I think it did upper and lowercase, yeah. It. I think it may awesome. have even – I don't think it had predictive text. I think you literally had to type – you know, one, one, one to get like a C, but it was it was pretty magical. And I mean, the text messages were—I want to say only fifty cents, you know, a pop. It was very very cheap back then. And I'm trying to think. I think after that, I had—I definitely had a flip phone. I can definitely relate to the click. This is how I feel: click, click, click. And and then I remember watching the—I wasn't privileged enough to be in the the iPhone keynote, but I remember watching it. You know, and just looking at this phone, i be like, oh, I must have one of these. And then they announced you know, they're not coming to Australia. And I'm like, what? You're not bringing this device to Australia? So I managed to rope my brother-in-law into um, uh, registering a US credit card and a US address, and we may have imported <laughs> a few in, into the country. And I, I'll never forget the day he, he drove from Melbourne, which is a, at an hour drive from, from where I live, and we're just sitting on the couch, you know, we've unboxed these devices, we had to jailbreak them back then and we had to do, you know, all these unspeakable things to get them to work on our local networks. And then there's this picture of my whole family just sitting on the couch. There's about, you know, eight or nine of us and we're just mesmerized by these two iPhones. And I think for literally for an hour, no one went anywhere, you know, tap this, ooh, <laughs> tap this, ooh, awesome. tap this. And it's, it's funny to look at it back now, uh, back at it now, because we just expect phones to do all these things. But, you know, when we were first holding that device, it was like, wow, this is, this is something else entirely. And I guess that kind of started my phone arc because so I've had – I've definitely had every iPhone ever since, and it wasn't until—I'm not sure if we want to get into this—but it wasn't until um, last year that I actually switched to Android. So I'm a very uh, recent convert.
1: That's that's okay. So it looks like we're—that's going to be our our topic for next week, <laughs> because I I also switched to Android uh, a couple of years ago. You switched to Android, yes? I mean, did you did you were you an iPhone user before you started using an Android phone?
2: No. Um,
1: or are you not? I, I... Uh, are you are you now, or have you ever been an Android user?
2: I, I, what is Android? Wait.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew that, Craigslist Wait a start. minute. Was a bad idea. Yeah. Oh. Don't wait for the translation. Answer the question.
2: <laughs> we take uh, your silence
0: to mean that you are guilty.
2: I thought this was an Apple show. No, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I've always, not always been an Android user. I was using the Windows mobile, you know, beforehand. And I'm trying to think what other. I don't know if I was running Android. I think I was just running another a version of some operating system uh, before that. But yeah, I was I've never been an actual iPhone user. I mean I do own Apple products and including the iPad, so I've been on iOS. Uh but for for phone wise, it's Androids. Androids my baby, you know.
0: Do you remember the first Android phone that you got?
2: Uh it it actually was the Nexus uh, four. So that was my, my first year. So it hasn't been too long. It's been a couple years then um, since I've had it. Yeah, I my husband actually still has the the Nexus 4 and he loves it because it's a pretty sturdy, sturdy device. Um <laughs> but yeah, I I I just I kind of love that about Android. Um just the how accessible Android is from a perspective of devices. There's a variety of devices which is Funny, because it's actually one of the things most people hate about Android, right, from a developing perspective, is that there's so many Android devices. Um, but from, from, an exa- like, from my perspective, I actually kind of love that, because it means that my mom can you know, have an Android device, or my, my nephew or niece can have an Android device, um, and we're running kind of the same operating system, um, and we don't have to have a, an expensive you know, iPhone for that. Um, so I actually really like what Motorola is doing with their like their Moto E, their Moto G, and their Moto X line, where they're kind of giving you this uh, consistent experience, but at different price levels. So yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to, for for that. I love Android One, uh, which is Google's initiative to kind of bring the latest version of Android uh, to the developing world, and so that's kind of. One of the things that kind of gets me excited about Google and Android is kind of their focus to reach uh, reach the masses. Um, You know, they are not, they're not targeting like a specific user. They're kind of reaching, you know, to read like a broad uh, range of users and kind of, uh, it seemed like Google IO was kind of focused towards that. I don't know if you got the same feeling, Russell, where it was kind of focusing on the people and not just a certain type of person, someone in the U.S. or whatever, but it was um, for the world.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely got that impression. And I think it's funny, as a developer, that's the, that's the best and worst thing about Android. You know, the best thing about Android is that you get a choice of hardware. So you can, I think one of my friends smashed, smashed her phone the other day, and she's like, oh, what do I do? Like, I don't have $800 to buy another phone. And she was already on Android. I'm like, try this Moto G thing. You know, it's $199 or whatever it is. You know, give it a shot, see if you like it, grab one, and... I caught up with it the next day she's like look at this thing it's better than my old phone and that's yeah I guess that's the magic of Android it's also as a developer the pain point you know there are thousands of Android devices out there and Android people you know some of them they love to to tweak their phones as well and that's that's the bane of my life as a developer but it's I guess it's also the cool thing isn't it (laughs) that you can set up your phone you know just the way you want it you can pick one at the the price point that you want and you can try and pick the features that you want so if the camera is really important to you you know, you probably got a choice of about two phones, but if anything else is important <laughs> yeah. to you, you've got a, a huge choice of you know different devices that you can that you can pick from. Yeah, I, I like
1: that. There's there, there are personalities to pretty much every really big important company out there. Uh, one of Apple's is that they are not interested in collecting personal information or prof- or profiting from. Uh, Allowing what you do with their devices to attract advertisers or anything like that or compromise your or the information that you're that you're handing over to them. And that's a really nice very uh, very important for, thing for them to do. Uh, what I like about Google is that they don't particularly care if you buy a phone from them. They don't care even if you're using an Android device. They just want to make sure they just want to create a service that works great on a $900 iPhone 6 plus but will also work great on a $150 Moto E. Uh, and uh, i've right now i'm testing a, r- preparing a review of the asus uh new phone and it's the zenfone 2 and it has pretty much the same size screen as an iphone 6 plus uh, it runs on an intel processor it has uh, 64 gigs of uh, of of storage uh, it has a, a, a I'm sorry, 32, 32 gigs of storage. It has an st- uh, expansion card slot. It has two SIM cards. It has enough horsepower to do pretty much anything a reasonable person would want to do with apps or content on a device. And it's 300 bucks and you own it. Uh, and uh, I, I, here in the States... We are used to every phone, no matter who makes it, will cost you $200 or or $300 because it's it's subsidized uh, over the course of a two-year contract. And now most of our carriers, uh, the the, the big two carriers, Verizon and AT&T, they're trying to move away from that. And instead of... Sort of tricking you into not realizing that you are paying for the extra four hundred dollars over the because of how much they're charging you for services now they're explicitly saying that we will finance this phone for you and you'll be paying for this in twenty three dollar installments over two over two or three years uh, I, I'm wondering now if that's going to be a boost for these inexpensive you know hundred bucks two hundred bucks three hundred bucks you own it phones it's great uh, when back when I used to Care about when I went back before I I cared about being on contract or not. It would be well every couple of years whether or not this iPhone of mine is still holding up or not. Well, for two hundred bucks, I can walk into a store and walk out with a brand new phone with a better camera and a couple other nice new tricks. So why not do that? And now it's really forced me to start thinking. I want to own this phone, and now if, if I have spent hundreds of dollars on a phone, even if it is three hundred dollars, do I? What can I do if I were to buy a new one next year that this phone wouldn't do? and so you start to realize that i think most manufacturers apple included they're kind of hit they've kind of hit the limit of new and delightful experiences that they can provide with new hardware and so i think it's going to be more important now to try to explain to people here's why you don't necessarily want to buy a top of the line super shiny 2015 phone for hundreds of dollars more than what you can get for a simple Android phone i it's i mean guess me you, you you made a good point about the uh, google io keynote it's like uh, the the google the google io keynote was a couple of weeks before apple's wwdc keynote and and i'm, and I'm watching this and i'm saying like, they they most of the most of the times when apple cuts to a video it's to demonstrate to talk about the chamfer angle on like a on, a on a link bracelet, or here's how we decided the radius of the form of this screen. Whereas yeah. <laughs> Google yeah. wanted to say, <laughs> "Let me introduce you to this." To this, to this potato farmer in a country in Africa <laughs> whose crops were dying and who was able to use our absolutely free services that work on every computer that has a pulse. And he was able to find the information to save his crops. <laughs> and right yeah. now, I'm, and I, yeah. as i of course, I'm going to be writing about this and talking about this. And I'm just, I'm just thinking right now, there are people inside Apple who are watching this and saying, Re- saying a brand new memo make sure nobody on stage is wearing the gold apple watch really make sure no one's wearing the gold apple watch because that's going to be so embarrassing so it's so it's 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 good yeah. that we have companies that are trying to make the fanciest and the most advanced and even the most well-built uh and the most satisfying to hold and own uh tech that's out there but uh, given that apple and uh, Maybe a couple other companies are already doing that. I'm glad that Google is providing the the horsepower so that a kid can own a $200 laptop that belongs to them and it's a good, well-built laptop. It runs Chrome instead of Windows or Mac OS, but that's – running Mac – apps and running windows apps that's a feature but having a computer you don't have to share with anybody that you can put all your own stickers on uh, that's a huge feature too especially to a kid when you're saying this is your first computer this is your computer and you are responsible for everything that happens inside and outside of it so that's that's why i think that google's a, a pretty beautiful company in that way
0: yeah and it's it's kind of interesting to look at um i guess where they've gone recently with their you know, WWDC keynote and Google I/O keynote. they Apple and Google are converging in a lot of the same places, but they're also like you say, Andy. There's a definite distinction there between what what Apple wants to do with with your data and what you know Google wants to do with your data. And I, I think it's interesting for you know for people that don't live in the the Google universe just to to kind of experience you know what 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 that's like. Like the other day, you know, I was I was flying to San Francisco, so. I booked some flights on just a, a local sort of website here and I would booked a hotel through a different website and all this ends up in my email. And, you know, Google goes through my email and it says, okay, well, this is your flight. You know, I'll remind you about this the day before. Okay, this is your hotel booking. You know, when you get there, these are the details you need. And yes, you know, they some algorithm went through on my email, but, you know, you get the benefits of that on the other side. And then it, it's funny, while I was over there, I actually switched to, uh, the iPhone for a week. You know, I donned my Apple Watch. I put on my Apple jacket. I, I blended right in. I got to tell you, I didn't. I didn't get <laughs> shanked. Uh, no one tried to jump me in the line. I, I think I pulled it off. <laughs> Hopefully, none of those people are listening to uh, to this podcast. But it's funny to see how similar the two platforms are and how different they are in in distinct ways. Like, I really didn't have a, a lot of problem going back to the iPhone. And I think part of the reason for that, Andy, is like you say, you can install all the same Google services. so I put Google Calendar. You know Google inbox, I threw it all on there, and then I got to enjoy i guess the best of both worlds
1: yeah i'm 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 sort of in i I'm taking a thirty day vacation from Android myself, not certainly not from google but uh and it's so hard to sort of go back not and this isn't even a comment on what uh, operating system and apps are better than the other, but you get you' so used to one thing and then you sort of relieve that you don't have to transition again or anymore. Uh, and when, as soon as I finish uh, my uh, my Apple Watch review, I'm probably gonna have I'm, I'm almost certainly gonna switch back to Android. We can talk about uh, we can talk about that uh, in another show. Uh, but already I'm thinking, oh, but do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> but we we now we now we finally got like a contact synced properly, and now we've got like the po- we've got all our favorite podcasts and the podcast manager, and now I'm gonna oh god, really? Okay, fine. It's a, inertia is a inertia is a powerful force that binds disinterest to a lack of progress, which is one of the most powerful binding forces that you're ever 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 going to find.
2: Andy, I have a solution for your uh, podcast syncing issue. Okay. It's, it's called Pocket Pocketcast. <laughs> I'm
0: going to have to edit all these out. Thanks, I, don't know if
2: you, I don't know if you've heard of that. Pocketcast. <laughs> rest...
1: we, we, we're yeah. talking about Pocket Casts.
2: Cast yeah, uh, Russell's app, Pocket, Pocket Cass.
1: Cass,
2: Oh. It's okay. uh, it's uh, <laughs> oh, we're up
1: to at least two hundred. dollars you mean know, every, so everybody? You know I can't Yasmeen, this. Everybody <laughs> seems to be talking about Pocket cast I really should get in on the ground floor of this.
2: <laughs> actually, I this we I know we're not promoting Pocket cast but I actually do love the fact that Pocket Cast is on multiple platforms. I think you're even on Windows. Uh, platform. Ryan Br- Russell, yeah, you guys th- brought th- it to this Windows. This should be a
0: topic for another show. What it's like to develop another for show, Windows? <laughs> Phone <laughs> <laughs> How Russell spent but, three months of his life from January to uh, March.
2: Uh oh. But <laughs> <laughs> but but I actually love apps that are doing that. I think um, what is it? IA Writer started created. their what are they? Mac and iOS usually uh, development, but it's their Markdown uh, text editor, and they recently came to Android. But it's kind of nice to see that cross-platform—that's—that's uh, uh, kind of going on, and there's a lot of developers who are on iOS, kind of coming over to Android. Um, but yeah, I—I I hope that that's kind of the direction that most developers take if they can afford to. I know it's not that easy to just create an app for another operating system, um, but. Creating that the ability for you to go to iOS or Android or whatever you kind of decide without having too much of an issue with like oh man now I have to sync all my podcasts or I'm gonna lose all my all my files that I have on that special note app I don't know. What, I, but I, I hope did to you see, see the that.
0: biggest developer to join us recently on the Android platform was Apple themselves. So Apple Music they announced right. there was a <laughs> Brief 500 millisecond slide with a picture of an Android phone on it. I believe it was a Nexus Five and they announced okay. that their music service is is coming to Android i believe in September or so well, i
1: guess i mean if if we're going to close off the first episode of this i mean we we're going to get to this sooner or later but uh, when google kills us all what do you think the instrument what what is going to be this dave puff marshmallow man of google that they decide that it's going to be we've named our, our 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 champion to kill us all i think Russ, like that one i want to hear yours first though
0: yeah i feel like the cliche answer is you know robot Uh, attack things that they're already working on apparently but I think it's actually the self-driving car so I think this is their play so you start (laughs) off with the self-driving car you prevent accidents, genius Um, safer roads, genius suddenly everyone trusts the self-driving car you know we're 20 years from now uh, we don't have the hesitations about oh do I trust a computer driving out we love computers, computers are everywhere Google is in your car and then one day they just slowly crank a little switch and, you know, you're walking along the road and accidentally a, a car bumps you into the creek or accident. And there's just a few isolated accidents. Who can pin them down? But I think that's how it starts. And then eventually we just get back to where we are now. You know, the, Google is now killing us via cars instead of us killing ourselves. It's, it's quite poetic really, I think. Well, see, it's it's not the see. I'm with
1: you. It's not the malicious intent, though, that I can sign up with. It's the idea of Google having all these services that work together so well, suddenly deciding, "Oh goodness, look at I-95 near Waltham. This is too much traffic. Let's start sending cars over embankments just to free up some of this traffic," and they'll be they'll build this perfect perfect society, this perfect perfect world in which. Yeah, you know what? I, there are too many people who are living in the San Francisco area. Let's, when they Google for real estate listings, let's send them into the desert because I think that they could – I think that that person could really start building an irrigation system there. And then we'll – like 200 or 300 or 1,000 years later, we will find out that Google has become God, that we do its bidding, but we've just been doing this without its understanding. And, and the 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 savage thing is going to be that we will realize that, oh – I have to say that I'm offended that we've been manipulated, but I got to admit that this is sort of a utopian thing. We're going to give them another 100
0: years, but not 101. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about where algorithms (laughs) are going, it could be that they figured out, you know, Russell, you're at the peak of your career now. It's not getting any better than this. Uh, We're just going to shuffle you off, like into another town. No more podcasting for you. No more app making. You'll be remembered and you won't have to go through all these inevitable failures, you know, that are are coming along down the track because we've already predicted those are going to happen we are just looking out for you. And you know, maybe you get to 50 and they, they see your health data and they're like, you know what, you've probably only got a few years left and it's not a good few years. So this, this is for your own benefit. I, I don't mind that so much.
1: Every search result takes you to extreme sports because <laughs> we, we know it but he doesn't know it. He's going to be out of here at 47. Let's give him a great last
0: 18 months. You know what? I might go skydiving and bungee jumping does sound like a good <laughs> idea. And this base jumping thing, I mean, what is better than jumping off a tall building?
2: My money's on the the robot chickens with laser eyes.
0: Oh, different (laughs) types.
1: Do you have robot chickens with laser eyes?
2: I can neither confirm nor deny anything. Why did you wait 44 minutes
1: to tell us that you have robot chickens (laughs) with laser eyes, Yasmin?
2: I I may or may not be in partnership with Google to, you know, manufacture these, so I don't know.
1: Well, we know that Yahoo doesn't have the intelligence (laughs) to create robot chickens with laser (laughs) eyes. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe <laughs> we should. I, I could, I could tell you're about to violate one hell of an NDA non disclosure. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you keep talking about this, let when the when the when the end of days comes, realize, remember this day that I let you off the hook. And if that's one point in favor Thank that gets you, me Andy. onto the, that gets me behind the Inviso barrier, maybe that will be good. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode one, our inaugural episode of Material. Uh, let's go around, and in case you want to listen to us, or read us, or experience us, and the majesty that we have, our presence in social media. Uh, Russell, uh, how can people see, uh, reflect in your uh, your intelligence and your
0: celestialness? Well, they're, they're not going to be able to find either one of those things. But if they just want to see me, re- don't you have don't you have a
1: podcasting <laughs> app? You should promote that. Yeah. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> this could be our last episode if we keep saying the word podcast. Yeah. Guess me and
1: I could really could really screw you over right now if we said if we said right now that well of course if you're, since you're resisting you know what you should do since you're editing this episode you should manually bleep out every mention of pocket podcast every time someone says pocket Cast, you should just make sure that you go into you, you go you go into GarageBand and just bleep that right on out I'm gonna have to find out. and really then fi- and this. then finally after like 45 minutes everybody realizes why are they bleeping things out every 12 seconds
0: shows profanity laden I don't know if I want my children listening to this
1: hello sponsor city <laughs> that's how we get the car ads ding, ding,
0: ding. we're edgy a rusty shelf on twitter all one word and spelt exactly how you would think i don't know what you're going to find there but if you really want to follow me if you want to abuse me for some of the things that i've said if you want to say nice things about me these these are all places that uh, you can do this on yes <laughs> mean
2: you can find me on twitter at, at yasmin evian and i'm going to Put it how you can spell it in the show notes because I think that's going to be the best way <laughs> to find me. <laughs>
1: yeah, that 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 is a good. I, I have the same thing. My my Twitter handle is at Anatko, uh, and it's it, it's it really is a good gatekeeper against. If you really really want to get in touch with me or for, or hear me then you need to google lots of different keywords and get the exact spelling at anotgo and if you go to anotgo.com you will uh, see my uh, see my writing uh, and if you go to suntimes.com you will also see a lot more of the, of your writing my writing uh, and let's see, for us as a show you can find us on twitter at, at Material Podcast. uh we are hoping that we have gotten you so blissful and so full of, uh, full of gratitude for this magnificence we've created over the past 45 minutes or so riled up that you have to vent some steam uh, for that purpose. We have uh, created a uh, what is called an email account uh, exactly for your feedback. Uh, just email us at materialpodcast, all one word, no underscores, anywhere uh, at gmail.com. That's materialpodcast at gmail.com. For show notes and other uh, bips and bobs, you can visit our website, which is relay.fm backslash material. Thank you once again for listening to us this first and uh, podcast. Until then, everything is immaterial.